yeah we're gonna go over theories stuff like that stuff we find interesting that hopefully a lot of other people do um stuff we hear about on other podcasts other shows random stuff stuff you wouldn't normally think would be on podcast is gonna be on this one don't fall into a genre yes we're not in a genre we're gonna be a hundred different genres and most of it relaying around you know theories ideas stuff that we don't normally hear about or you don't hear about that's that's the whole point behind this mm-hmm. we're gonna give you ideas to talk about ideas for us to talk about hopefully we all learn something in the process mm-hmm. right one of the things that we did want to talk about though is our reach recent purchase our saltwater tank yes that's was huge that that was actually pretty big we uh added a saltwater tank here at the house we got two clownfish which we named nemo and marlin Nemo and Marlin. Nemo's dead. We had a very sad pass. <laughs> yes, Nemo passed away today. Broke the news during my work day. Yep. Um, ruin, ruined my work day for me. We got three green crommies. Blue green, blue, blue green chromis, yes. Chromis. Those ones are Larry, Moe, and Curly. It's blue green. Okay. Well, those ones are Larry, Moe, and Curly. Um, fun fact about us, I have been doing fish tanks for about two years and Josh and my brother Jonathan who you guys will know later on in the podcast have just started and this is my first saltwater one I've been doing freshwater for a long time my dad actually has a, a freshwater one but that, yes. I was very young so I don't really remember well now much. we get to enjoy the fun of it we I got know, a shrimp it's like a whole new world uh, not it's like well, opening up a world into just having a window being from Michigan, we don't... Not a door, a window. It's a window. That's a well, window. it's a window into what it's like down south because we live in Michigan. A window so, like it's down in the ocean. Yeah, we... Window uh, in the ocean. In living, the reef. Living in Michigan, we don't get very many tropical stuff. And so this is our little gateway into into the ocean. To that uh, reef life? Yeah. You get to see that. We have an anemone escape. that we thought died. That anemone almost died. He, he could be dead right he now. He probably is dead. He's very... He's not doing too great. We'll get better at it though. <laughs> yeah, we're. we're I learning. just ordered some uh, water some testers. testing kits, so yeah. we're, we're gonna test the water. We gotta get. We gotta look. At, we gotta look into that. We gotta look a way that we can get that tank in here, whether it be in this corner or what. We gotta get a tank in here. I'm gonna we'll do my ten gallon tank at least. In we're, here. Yeah, we'll get that. What fresh water? Yeah. Well, the thing I'm gonna do about fresh water is I'll be able to get more fish for significantly cheaper, easier to manage, and it'll still look good. I've been trying to get one that I can put that freaking bamboo plant in. Because I've been wanting the bamboo plant to be in constant water, so I have to water it. Well, I mean, I was telling you, like, the, the red mangroves, mm-hmm. they actually grow in the ocean. And mm-hmm. they could grow in a saltwater tank. So that could be a way of getting some vegetation into that, that tank. I wonder how you can get them, though. Yeah. I mean, when we were at the stores, I didn't see any of those. The only things I saw were anemones, coral, stuff like that. I didn't see anything like that. When you're talking about corals, mm-hmm. I know you've been watching uh, a show. Yes, been I have. pretty interesting on corals. Actually, thanks to me and your subscription to Discovery Plus, shout out to them. Uh, they have a show on there called Oceans. And I was thinking because of the, how much we've been focused on the saltwater tank, why not watch something about saltwater? And so one of the things they were talking about in there was the Indian Ocean. And... How they went into this reef that was growing vertically on a split rock. So this giant, giant rock. I mean, 
probably 30, 40 feet tall. So we got like a valley we're talking about. It literally turned into a valley. It literally cracked right down the center. Like a rock was like this. And then it split on its axis and created probably, this Probably thing. because of like some sort of like uh, tectonic plates moving. Or Natural something. disaster or something. Um, it's over in the Indian Ocean. You know, they get those tsunamis and stuff oh, yeah. over there. Yeah. So they were going down around it. And they realized because most of those coral don't grow vertically. And the thing that, that was crazy to them is because they were marine biologists is that um, this coral had to adapt because instead of just dying, it had to adapt to grow vertically because it's literally just straight lines, like a giant valley. And they were growing like sideways. And the problem that they were saying is, is if you look at the coral, there's literally three types of coral next to each other that go after each other. But for some reason, it's either they're fighting for the life or there's no food scarcity or whatever they were saying because they're not going after each other. So I don't so know. So they're living in harmony when they're not supposed to? Yeah, they're like they're like three like really aggressive types of coral that go in one of the biggest forms of their food is eating other anemones and coral. Mm -hmm. And for some reason they're not attacking. They got to get that calcium. That's one, probably a, a good way to, to get that because that's their bone structure. What the marine biologists, I didn't get to finish the episode, we're trying to figure out though is why are they allowed to grow next to each other? In a, in a normal scenario, if you were to put them in the ocean, they wouldn't. They would literally just be on the ground. I mean, that's something we're learning every day though with the tank. Like mm -hmm. you can see how in nature things adapt so well to mm -hmm. different like surroundings and everything and different situations they're put in. But when we have a tank in captivity, it's so much harder for them to adapt because because these if you these changes that you're doing they're happening so dramatically yeah unlike an ocean where you have so much space to work with mm -hmm. it, it's just these changes happening so quickly it's hard for them to adapt that's at least what i think but it's just i was wondering that about our tank is because like these fish that we got do they only know aquarium life I would say yes. I read a statistic earlier today that they estimate about 85% of fish that you're buying from aquarium stores yeah. and putting in your aquariums are, just are, are, are captive. They've never seen, and we don't they've know never seen the fish. wild. We don't know anything. We're trying to look all the... I was so funny a couple of days ago when we were like, oh my God, this is dead, but he's dead. And then we come to find out he actually like shrinks up goes back out, shrinks up. Yeah, expelling the, the yeah. stale water. And we're like, what the hell? And we're, I'm sitting there pulling it off the rock, like trying to get it to start living again. And then they say, don't do that either. I You're going to rip the foot we and end up dying. And it that's just something that hopefully with this podcast and through doing these experiences, we just learn more. Because, I mean, life is a learning experience, right? That's why I fell in love with podcasts. And that's why I wanted to start this one is because I listen to podcasts every day. I, I feel like I have learned and I feel like a lot of people have and um, are starting to realize how much information they're learning through social media, whether it be podcast, TikTok, YouTube. I mean, this is the first time um, in history where college has been jammed down our throats so much in which we are both in college, but it's been jammed down our throats so much that because that was the only form for you to be smart. You had to go and get an education. Now, you could be smart in your field, in your trade, and learn other things. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's schooling versus knowledge. Yeah, and so the thing is, is, is how much was knowledge important? Uh, well, of course it was important, but how much was it, did it play a role in how successful you would be 
30, 40 years ago before the internet. Because now, if you were to ask me a question, I can in five seconds practically look it up as fast as I can type. Is, yeah. is how fast I can find out an answer to one of your questions. Now, whether that be a big math problem, you can literally search it up and somebody else on the internet has answered that question. The problem is figuring it out. Mm -hmm. You can look up- Or how, good information. You can look up how to repair an engine all day, but if you don't understand fully what you're doing, yeah, it can be harder than just looking it up. Well, but to the basis of that though, like you can start with, now repairing something as big as an engine, you're gonna have to put a little more time in than the five seconds, but the thing that you can do is you can do more uh, do more looking and look up basic videos on how to start. And then you go into the more intermediate and advanced videos. And then maybe over a course of time, you just taught yourself a whole learning experience that in school, it would have taken you, you know, maybe the same amount of time, but you're doing it for even, even cheaper. If, yeah, even if it takes you more time, it's, yeah. it's the money saving. Mm -hmm. And just being able to do that in your free time, instead of being stuck in a classroom, trying to learn about this through through a professor which i mean if you if you have a desire to learn something and you put your own time into it you can i feel like get much more out of exactly that, that thing i was looking at this crazy statistic um right here so it says here in the same period private profit schools have cost 27 grand a year annually between 19 1999 and 2000, the tuition has gone up 136%. Who's that from? This is from educationdata.org. That's crazy. Because I talked to my parents and they're talking to me. See, here's another statistic right here. US News, which again, I don't know how credible these sources are. One of them was a .org, which to me doesn't mean shit. But um, has gone up 171%. Like my parents, when they were talking about going to school, they said, yeah, it cost me 13 grand for a whole year, living included. And that just gets you your books and your basic classes of 50, yeah. maybe 14, 15 credits, a full term semester. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, or a full year, I guess, because then you got to count in living is another 13 grand to add on to it. And that's state college. I was talking to my girlfriend's brother and family, and they were saying they were paying 48 grand a year. To yeah. go to Davenport University because it's a oh, private wow. college. Yeah. 48 grand a year. I'm like, that's freaking crazy. That's how much Alabama would cost for me if I were to go out of state and go down there. Yeah. And that's still, to me, crazy expensive. Yeah, I mean, it's all about what you're learning there, though. You got to make, you got to find something that you can actually use, you know? Yeah, that's my mentality on school is just get it done and quick and as cheap as possible. I mean, I was talking to my coworker today how she bought her first home. She's in her 50s, um, lovely lady. She bought a home for $80,000. It was a three-bedroom, two-bath house. And she's like, I went to go buy my son a home about three, four, five years ago to try to look. And she's like, you can't even get a, a dump, a crack house for 80 grand. Like these houses are in these areas are going so crazy that she's like, you, you if you want to get a home that even needs thirty, forty thousand $40,000 worth of of you know like capital to be put into it to be able to renovate it it's gonna take you another you're still gonna have to spend over 150 grand get something yeah. livable yeah i mean going <laughs> even farther back i have a co-worker who's in his 80s he said he spent 12 grand on his house 
Yeah. I think my grandma spent eight. They're the funny thing is you look at these comedians or, or that are talking about it. It's like, I hate the old generation because the old generation's like, oh, I traded one chicken and a cat and I got this three million square foot home on the water. And he's like, he's like, now I'm here in a 1500 square foot apartment with 12 roommates just to afford rent. It's just hilarious. It's, it's sad because I think of like kids like us who are just now, you know, born 2000, 2001, right around there is that, or you're 2002. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, right in that range, we're all graduating. We all graduated high school. We're getting into college now. And right after we're, I'm two years away, right? What's my life going to be like in two years? I'm going to be starting a career. Luckily, I'll be different than other people because I'll get to actually have a position to go into. But a lot of people, I feel, you know, how are you supposed to start your life? Yeah. You're getting it paid. Difficult. I mean, think of all the people that just like go into something not knowing what, what this career actually consists of. Um, I could, so what I was talking about basically was just like how like if houses cost like eight, eight to 12 grand in like the 50s and 60s and stuff, how much that's changed over the years. If you sort of notice that throughout your life, like, is this such a big shock when, when we're going to be 60 or 70, are we going to like notice this, like how dramatic the change has been and be like shocked or is it so slow that we don't really realize it i guess the only way to know that would be like i guess talking to like your grandparents right like or asking my parents what like because the thing is is my, i hear stories about my grandma all the time she's saying how you know and you hear stories on the internet too of people saying that they'll go and they used to buy a hot dog for 25 cents like tiger woods's speech when he got into the hall of fame like one of the things is is like he used to get 75 cents from his mom. One was for a hot dog. One was to call her to pick her up whenever she dropped him off at tournaments. And the other one was just in case the 25 cents didn't work or, or whatever, if the, or the actual phone like ate the quarter. So like the thing to me is, is we don't have pay phones now, right? I mean, like realistically, you go tell me where you can find a pay phone. You don't, you have no idea. Far and few between. Yeah. And so, because so many people have switched to cell phones. Yeah. And so the thing is, is like, I guess that could be considered a dramatic change. A, a payphone, you could make a call for 25 cents. Now you got to spend six, seven, eight hundred $800. Or if you get an Apple, you got to pay, you know, an arm and a leg for, to make a call. Right. And then on top of that, your service, which is what, 50 bucks a month. Yeah. Or and, more. Yeah. I, well, I was looking at the new flip Samsung phone, yeah. like the yeah. one that folds open. Yeah. Um, and I was like, man, I really want this phone. I've been an Apple guy my whole life. You know, which not been that long when it comes to technology. I'm like, I really want to try maybe this. I wish I could get Mac, I like iOS, onto that. So I was looking into it, and the phone was eighteen hundred dollars. I'm like, holy crap! I'm not, there's no way I'm paying eighteen hundred dollars for a phone I'm gonna replace in two years. Because you know, every phone in like three years is like, oh well, now it's taking a shit. It's not charging. Won't hold my charge anymore. So. I don't know. I've heard very many different theories about what this, what it will look like in a few years. I mean, with the way that AI is going, will we have any realistic, real physical objects that we hold? Or will everybody be in a room in like an apartment styled situation where our whole world has been transferred into this AI kind of scenario? 
Not AI, you're talking AR. AR. Yeah. AR. Yeah. Augmented and, reality. Yeah, because, like, the thing is, is with these NFTs, which I can't join you to started, I can tell you crap about them. Um, but people were buying homes in real, uh, virtual neighborhoods, and, like, you had to get, like, pay a certain amount to be in this one gated neighborhood. And I'm like, how is this gated? How is this even real? Yeah, how who's, are, who's coming in? Uh, who, how many people you are know, paying this kind of money for a, a house that's not even real? Yeah. Millions, millions of dollars are spent on exactly. homes. It, it's it's like just thinking it's gonna become something. People are people are just hoping that this can become a larger thing and they're profiting because I mean that's what everything's about, right? Yeah. Just profiting money off something, and so like looking back, like it's just like the change. You don't hear about it much, but it, it's got to be noticeable if you really start asking people about it. And so I guess that's just something we'll learn just living. Dude, you think that people notice it as much because their pay over time is most likely increasing? And that's what he said. He said the salaries are increasing, so you're not noticing that increase. Mm-hmm. But it's it's got to be seen, you know? It's, I don't know. It's got to be noticed. Like if you're making, let's say you make $10 an hour, right? Yeah. And bread goes up 10 cents, right? And then you make $11 an hour, but the bread is still 10 cents. Are you noticing the change of that 10 cents? Because now it's, or did it kind of even itself out? I mean, I know that's a really crappy ratio. But... I mean, I guess you're just seeing like, oh, that's a deal. Mm-hmm. Or when it starts to get more expensive, like, you know, oh, I'm getting screwed now. Yeah. So it's just perspective, I guess. I, well, like... and the other thing too is like, People like to say cars like this, this brand new Ford Mustang in 1960 cost eight grand or something like that. Right. Yeah. But you got to compare the technology that was put into that Mustang. Yeah. And, they're, and they're compare not it to now. I mean, it, the technology, it, it has to cost more. It's got to cost more because you have to have the engineers to design it. You got to have the people make sure it works. And then you got to buy the actual physical like elements that they used to make it. I know, I know engineering is the, 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 the biggest part on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you're looking at like 60% in the engineering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not the same as it used to be. It's, it's everything's very delicate. Like if, when I, I work at a dealership and you just see how much computers and like these chips, these chip shortages, you just see how much. You see how that much rate the world. How much more difficult it is to fix these cars and and it's more difficult to fix them, but it's more difficult to build them too. Also, it's yeah. just more engineering's going into it, more development, software engineers. Well, it's no longer four wheels and a steering wheel. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's so not much more than three that. mechanics building a car. It's mm-hmm. eighty-five people on a single team to program it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you got your team of engineers, which is hundreds, and mm-hmm. so it's just exponentially costing more. And again, I don't know how. You could even relate that. I mean, because the thing is, is like, if you look at people in the 1920s, right? And their their world costed a penny and 10 cents was like a lot for something, right? I mean, you got to also count in how much inflation happened, how much the US dollar is still worth compared to that. I mean, because what happened is, and I love to see when people are like, oh, let's just print more money, let's just print more money. Yeah. Well, Germany showed us that. We, well, no, you want to show us that? That uh, that country in Africa, they they printed a hundred trillion dollar bills. Mm-hmm. I think it was Zimbabwe. Yeah. 
and you can see how inflation can get out you of should hand look that up. and quickly. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, is like during World War Two, though, they were running out of money. I think it was World War Two. I don't actually I don't know. But anyways, Germany printed a bunch of money and it caused so much inflation that their dollar or their their whatever they use as their currency dropped so significantly that it literally people were burning it to heat their homes. Oh, yeah. I mean, because there was just so much, and printing it's, is it's not worth, the, is the problem. It's worth, it's worth less than firewood. Yeah, and that's why people were using it to heat their homes. It's crazy. And and it, it, I mean, it was Zimbabwe, yeah, and it was just like taking off. Like it, the way it works is, you have a hundred dollar bill, mm -hmm. and then all this stuff price increases, so you print more money to offset it. Now you're making a, a two thousand dollar bill, and it's getting cheaper, and it just keeps stacking. You know. Yeah. Go up to a hundred million dollar bill, then you're you're up to a trillion dollar bill, a hundred trillion dollar bill. Mm -hmm. Your money's worth nothing. Yeah, no. can't even buy uh, a dozen eggs with a hundred trillion dollars. <laughs> I know. I mean, imagine. Mm -hmm. No, I couldn't. I, that's the thing. I couldn't imagine. I mean, you hear about how much inflation is going up. I saw something saying like, "Oh, inflation's up eight percent." So if you didn't get an eight percent raise, you're working for a reduction. Which in theory is is true, but realistically, how often are you going to be able to go to your boss and say, "Hey, inflation's up eight percent. You owe me eight percent raise." Yeah, and I mean, it's not it's not all about raises too. There's different ways of fighting inflation. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not just your payroll. I mean, people look at your payroll, but I would say those people are wrong mm -hmm. because the main way of fighting inflation is investing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, the the S and P five hundred or the Nasdaq. It it beat it beats inflation, and so what, that's that's your goal. It's just it's trying to beat inflation. Yeah, working in a in a financial field, um, you know, I work for Edward Jones, and and one of the things that I absolutely love hearing about is my my dad reads the Wall Street Journal every morning. Right, yeah. he starts his day, he reads the Wall Street Journal, and I love to go in there and say, "Is anything new happening in the world?" I ask him every day, and he gives me the rundown, kind of like a, a short gist of what's happening, and. And so one of the things that he likes to tell me is that, you know, there's two different types of people when stuff like this hits, the, when shit hits the fan, right? There's the people that are like, oh my God, the market's down, pull all my money out, I'm losing all this money. The thing is, is the only people that are losing money are the people who pull it out. Exactly. Because the money is still there, it's just floating. It always corrects itself and mm -hmm. more. I mean, if yeah. you look at these graphs... I you, have see a great a, you see a great depression, uh -huh. and then you go straight, you go above that. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the thing. Like, let's say, it's well, a, I don't know. It's a cycle, right? I don't know what the market is down right now. Um, uh, but the thing is, is it's it's crazy to look at all the things that, like, let's say in 2008, I think the market at its lowest point was down like 23%. Um, and then in the next two years, it was up 27%. 28%. So that's 4% right there. Now, and, and this is what I don't know, because again, I don't know everything, is, is it going, is that number based off of the previous year? So like, if it was down 23%, and it goes up positive 27%, is there a baseline that it stays at? Like, this is the baseline. Now we're up 27%, and we're down. Or is it from the previous year? I don't know. I don't know that either. Because then the thing is, is like, Okay, so now you're really only at a 4% gain mm -hmm. for the past two years, right? Yeah, yeah, for the past two years, you are. Because you went down 23, you went up 27, now you're only at a 4% gain. And yeah, so I, I do think they tell you that. I think they say in the past year, it's down 23%. But if you do look at your full graph for those past 
three years, the year plus the extra two years, you'll be up 4% for the past three years. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I, I don't know. I, it's so much stuff. And this is part of growing up, right? We learn all this stuff that we didn't know previously. You couldn't ask me five years ago to talk to you about any stocks or anything like that. No. And it's all gained through life experience. I mean, and so this is a great way to, to get into what I wanted to talk to you about too. Is So I was listening to a Two Bears podcast. It's actually relatively old. So shout out to Two Bears, One Cave, one of my favorite podcasts um, with Burt Kreiser and Tom Segura, two comedians, the best friends. And they Tom Segura had... Um, what's it, Leanne, which is Bert's wife, mm-hmm. on which they're friends too, just through the mutual friendship. Um, and one of the things that she was saying so interesting is that she knows this guy who met Bert. Bert's this goofy, always takes his shirt off, really funny guy. And she was saying that he came up to her and said, Bert is like a child in the sense that he will never outgrow his child like behavior but he has the curiosity of a child where a child's always touching and and always trying to learn things but usually the things that he's trying to learn aren't statistics mathematics but they're all very odd things you want to learn and i feel like i can relate a lot to that because there's so many things that i find are so odd like uh like this fish tank right yeah 55 maybe even more of the population would give a rat's ass about this fish tank yeah. But me, you, and Jonathan, we, we've been working so hard trying to figure it out. We find it so interesting. You know, all these other theories we hear about. And it really, you know, stuck to me like, oh, maybe I have the curiosity of a child. Like maybe maybe one of the things that is so interesting about me, because I love ranting about these random theories I hear about on podcasts or look them up. And, and my girlfriend looks at me like, you're crazy. Like, I don't want to hear this. I can give, she doesn't care. And that's one of the reasons why we created this podcast is because me and you love talking about it and we know there's got to be people out there who can relate to us yeah. and want to listen. Now, whether that's one person or a hundred people, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's a, there's a, niche, there's a niche for everything. Mm-hmm. And so that's that. the thing. It, it's, that's one of the main things is, is that it just stuck with me how, how much of a curiosity we both have on random stuff. The yeah. randomest stuff. I mean, that's like part of, we, that's how we want to kind of make this podcast is just a little bit about everything so we can hit all, all those niche spots. Mm-hmm. And that's so, why we said we're not going to stick to one genre. The more you listen to, mm-hmm. the more we, we can explore yeah. into these different things. It will be really fun though when we can bring people on. I yeah. think that would be really good I for do us. Th- I, I think we, we'd have to yeah. try to make that happen. Get- we got a couple people lined up that we think would be really interesting. I mean, nobody famous, but we don't need anybody famous. We no. we can talk. I, I learned so much from my parents and from, you know, my grandparents and, and all these other people in my lives or my life who, you know, give me their life experience that I would never have learned without meeting them, yeah. you know? And so that's one of the things that I find interesting is asking people. I mean, I'm very history driven. I think that history is one of the best ways to look into the future. You look at the what people were like in the past and whether or not we're in the, um, you know, we're in this field of where we constantly do these loops, whatever your theory is on, you know, we kind of relate back to what history was before. I mean, and... That actually goes to the the theory that I was listening to on Joe Rogan's podcast. Shout out to him. Absolute favorite podcast there. Um, Is that, you know, he brings on all these really interesting um, 
you know, doctors and scientists, all these people. And one of the theories they were talking about is the Younger Dryas. And like Joe Rogan says, he doesn't really know if he believes in it, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is it, it could make sense. And yeah. so us being, you know, religious, we look at a religious standpoint, scientists look at more of a scientist standpoint. And I feel like it's a lot more correlated than what we like to think. Like the Younger Dryas theory is, is where, I, I hope I'm getting this right, is where a meteor or some sort of rock from Earth, I mean, from space came and it hit the ocean and it caused this huge flood, which you hear about in the Bible as Noah's Ark. You hear about it in ancient Egypt when in the hieroglyphs they had talked about the Great Flood. And what those do is those kind of reset civilization. And they believe, which again, I hope I'm getting this right, is between every three to 500,000 years, depending on how much you actually believe that the earth went back that far. The thing is, is that we're kind of right in that span mm-hmm. from the last one to the one before that. We're right in that, that window. And so some people theorize that we might be, you know, having a, a reset to the universe because the earth is constantly in an asteroid field all the time. There's mm-hmm. asteroids all around. We have no idea if something's coming in at, you know, going to switch course, curve, hit another rock and shatter and go into a million pieces and, and one of those pieces be big enough. We don't know. Yeah, it could happen so fast. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is I was, <laughs> this is funny. I was hearing um, somebody talk about this. They were saying how there is a protocol with NASA. If they see something, yeah, they tell the Pentagon yeah. that something's coming down. You don't want to know what they say? What's that? Their, their, their um, philosophy on it is that what's the protocol? Don't tell anyone. Yeah, no, <clears throat> we'll never know. If we if there was an asteroid coming to Earth, we'd have no idea. We'll see when it hits. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right when it, right when it's getting close enough, we're like, what the hell is that? And then it's because they don't want to cause that mass panic. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would mess up the plans that they have. And that's one of the things that interests me is like why I see, and I and I get their side of it. I see why they wouldn't want to cause mass panic because what happens if they can do something to to um you know change that outcome. But for the most part, I mean, I feel like I would want to tell people just so that people can reconcile with whatever they have or yeah. or whatever. I don't know. I guess you, it'll be over so fast you can't really even yeah. think about it. So it won't it won't affect you. So back on the NFT stuff. Yeah. So I looked it up. So Snoop Dogg spent four hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars on a virtual plot of land. Yeah. Just a plot. He didn't even put a house on it yet. He just you bought the plot. There. Nope. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, <laughs> what's gonna happen like with technology next? You know. I know. What so, happens if we can download ourselves? So I actually heard a theory on this. What happens if we can download ourselves into a computer? There's, I mean, you're thinking Matrix now. Mm-hmm. So your physical body might disappear. Yeah. But what if you can live forever immortally through the internet? Would your soul be there? No. So is it really you? No one knows. As Christians, we believe that we go to heaven, right? But, I mean, everybody's got a different theory. One of the most interesting theories I heard, which didn't entirely make sense, but it, it like kind of jogs my mind, is I don't know what religion this is either. How you keep reliving your life until you get every decision right, which yeah. I feel like for me would be... 
I, I'm probably still in the cycle of just spinning in circles. Yeah. I mean, and that's, it would be crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I think that there's so many different things that, that would relate to that in the sense that, you know, people get deja vu. Mm-hmm. Like maybe people have experienced this before and made the wrong decision. I don't know. Yeah. And it, it gets back to them and they mm-hmm. can think about it again. Well, think about it. That means if you make one wrong decision, you got to do the whole thing over again. Yep. From the beginning. And then what if, what if you make a new wrong decision? Mm-hmm. Because of that one. Now that's, that's a whole restart. And so that's the thing. How would you ever make all the right decisions? Never. You would just yeah. be stuck in this endless loop. Because think about it. The just different decisions is me playing with this pen, right? Do I want to put it in my left hand or my right hand? There's a decision. Do I want to take the cap off? No. Do I want to put the cap back on? Is that a right or wrong decision? Now, you can argue, well, is maybe right or wrong decisions like, you know, moral stuff. Like, morally, should I have flipped that person off? Morally, should I have cut that person off in my car? Well, I mean, now, are those right or wrong decisions? And who's then, judging? And, well, and then no. you get it back into the topic of who's the one telling you it's right or wrong? If it's right for you, then... I, I guess it's the, the greater God. They're being judged by a God. Well, I, that theory, how would you even have a God if it's just an endless loop? Right? Like, how could you believe that something could keep putting you in this on this loop? It would have to be yourself. It would be a very selfish point of view. Like, oh, we, we all have to keep reliving our lives till we get every decision right because you made the wrong decision. So you're now you're stuck in that loop. Well, you're not stuck in with other people. It's just you living it over. So it Without be, knowing. It could be. I mean, I don't think it's very selfish. I think their their god is is making them relive their life to get something right mm-hmm. and it's up to them to change it i don't think you're really affecting it well technically else. we would we would be doing it with other people because that means me and you in another time loop would be having this exact conversation in another time loop making different decisions yeah but i i think if you if like you said if you get all your decisions right then then you're free so mm-hmm. This could not even be happening in that 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 time when if you got all your decisions right, I would be by myself trying to correct my decisions. But and reliving, you would have com- you would have completed yours. But I'm saying, but with me being in this chair, no, you've already completed all your. You, so then your I just disappear, decisions. and you just never meet me in this in that yep, lifetime. In that lifetime. But that means there had to have been a start, a baseline for you to make wrong decisions. Yeah. So you think if that theory was right or that religion was right, that you would make every single wrong decision you possibly could to start a baseline? Well, I'm not going to say one religion's right or wrong. I mean, no, no, this is just, just to just to a hypothetical. If you if you were to think so, if let's let's say that's right. Hypothetically, does that mean that you made at the very very beginning you made every single wrong decision you possibly could? in that lifetime to give yourself a baseline so now there's like a checklist well i think i think it's just based on you right there's no baseline it's a baseline you make you don't have to get every decision wrong you don't have to get every decision right but it's about getting them all right in the end yeah the end goal hmm. like i said it, that's something that blows my mind because you can go round and round in circles and think of all these different things to add on to that yeah. to think that me and and the thing is is so one of the theories that blew my mind with Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's one of my favorite people to listen to, he's one of the, he has the show on Disney Plus Cosmos, great show. I want to talk to you about that too. Um, 
one of the things he was saying though is because space is infinite and this is a theory of course this isn't real like you don't know if it's real is because space is infinite me and you are having this exact same conversation in the exact same time endless amount of times in space that's crazy yeah you you just don't know right mm -hmm. that's with science you, you never know where 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 something's right or wrong you know we're always discovering new stuff mm -hmm. so what we learn now could be wrong mm -hmm. like our our dna being a double helix we all think that's correct but maybe, we don't know what's correct maybe we yeah maybe assume these people know what they're talking about maybe it, maybe when we get further testing equipment we we notice something smaller maybe there's a thin strand that runs through the other and now it creates an x in the middle mm -hmm. and now it's it's a different question is 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 how many times in history have scientists been wrong and like corrected themselves yeah, a lot I mean, it happens right so like all of the science that we believe we have an understanding on now could be completely wrong yeah. in t 20 years 10 years 100 years you don't know yeah and but it, look at this like new science like i saw i saw this new telescope that just came out it's super interesting like they have this it's it's stronger than hubble and it can see more and I, the statistic was crazy it was just that because this um telescope is so far away from the earth it can see a quarter of a billion years back so they're kind of seeing like before any of us were here a quarter of a billion years yeah we're only what two thousand years old since this calendar started and then some time behind that I, I i wouldn't say we're a million years old so it's definitely 249 million years before us it's and it's crazy they're just seeing so many different things all these all these different galaxies on top of ours there's thousands of planets and galaxies or hundreds of planets and galaxies and yeah that's that's a picture i mean they this got is a born. picture they took right this is the telescope it's crazy to think how that even works you can't yeah. even well look at this I just saw something on the internet too of it was like the most detailed picture of space i wonder if i can look it up let's see if i can find it it, it and it's something along these lines of um of how crazy the pictures are now so most what, what was i saying the most you're saying the most detailed picture of space detailed picture and these these cameras are just getting more and more advanced like if you look at the hubble versus new this one right james here. webb telescope you're just you're seeing this 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 quality of picture you've never seen. I mean, this is a, this I believe is the new one from the James Webb one, mm -hmm. and we're just getting more technology. This so here's the Southern Ring Nebula. This right here is the most detailed picture of space we have, yes. and obviously it's going to be a little choppy for people watching. It, it's it's not going to be perfect. If you wanted to look it up though, you could go to Travel Land Leisure. Uh, or just look up NASA released the most detailed pictures of space and it will pull it up for you. It is phenomenal. I mean, to think that a hundred years ago, we would have never have thought that this was even remotely possible. Yeah. And the other crazy theory I heard is, and this is from Neil deGrasse Tyson also, because I absolutely love listening to him, is the fact that in order to see the past, right? Light is constantly reflected and sent away from Earth, mm -hmm. right? And so over time, 
in order to see the past, you would have to be able to fly faster than the speed of light, get to that point where that light was reflected off of Earth that so long ago. Mm -hmm. And you, if you could take a telescope and look back, you would be able to see what Earth looked like at that time because at that point is when the light was reflecting. And so, and I mean, we've never been able to figure out how to get faster than the speed of light. We, we just now are getting 10 Mach. I mean, that's in, in the sense of how fast the speed of light is. I mean, we're not even close there yet. And the question is, is can any living being even get that far, you know, and that fast? Yeah. I mean, what what is the statistics on how long it would take for, uh, for what do you call it? How how fast can we go before we just rupture, <laughs> just yeah, disintegrate? I, I think they, they haven't really. I, I guess it'd be like you gotta figure out terminal velocity, but then I guess that's falling. So we can we we can travel faster, like flying with a propulsion system than we can falling. Mm -hmm. So we just I I guess it's something we're gonna discover later on. Just like we discovered how deep you can go in the ocean. You know, mm -hmm. put someone down there in a suit, pull them up. He looks dead. Yep. So <laughs> I dead. think it didn't. I didn't. I don't think it worked this time. Maybe we want to stay not not go to that depth next time. Yeah, I think they just hit the bottom of the Marianas Trench, the deepest part in the ocean. I think I I'm almost positive that that was something they said. Um, let's see. Did we hit the deepest part? This is something that seems crazy to me. Is how have we? How do we know more about space than we do about our ocean? Yeah, that scares the hell out of me. It's just it's so much harder to get to, I believe, because the pressure in space, it's kind of all the same. You can just travel through it. You're mm -hmm. getting you're getting pressure under the ocean that's just too difficult for us to reach. Yeah, thirty five thousand feet is the deepest part of the ocean. It says here, um, it's been a record breaking expedition for the more ways than one. Ves Kovos trip to the Challenger Deep at the southern end of the Pacific Marine uh, back in May. So this is from CNN, mm -hmm. which they're super reliable. <laughs> um, they hit 35,000 feet, almost 36,000 feet below sea level. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how, how high planes fly. Yeah on the opposite end another thing that's crazy about that i heard so we have a very big perception of of the way that the earth is right if you were to take the earth's ball uh, and put it into a ball mm -hmm. right and you were to shrink it down to the size of your hand it would be smoother than a cue ball wow any cue ball note and it's so rough if you that's the we got thirty five thousand feet deep, and then we got thirty five thousand above. Right? Yeah, we got the. Uh, but this Mount is Everest. what's crazy. So you we so you have Mount Everest being oh, I'm over here. You have thirty five thousand feet from Mount Everest, right? Mm -hmm. Um, how long? So divide that by five thousand, because roughly five thousand six hundred, right? Is how many feet are in a mile? Mm -hmm. Okay. Five thousand two hundred sixty, I think. So. That's only 5,000 feet up. Our Earth is 24,000 miles, right? So that's five miles mm -hmm. up and five miles down. So that's 10 miles total. 
but the earth is 24,901 miles around. Mm -hmm. So if you were to subtract, let's say 10, right? Well, 25,000 wouldn't be five, it'd be seven. Well, it'd be 35,000, yeah. Okay, so let's do 14 then. Okay. You subtract 14 from 24,900. It's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. And so he was saying that if you were to take the earth and shrink it to the size of a cue ball, it would be smoother than any cue ball in the world. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Because you think about it, I mean, just walking down the street, there's bumps and ridges because we're such a small spectrum compared to the vastness of the world. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, since we were on planes earlier, I just mm -hmm. wanted to talk about that new Top Gun movie. That was great. Great. One know, of the yeah, best we, movies we of all time. Together. I, mean, yep. that, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the best of all time, but I think they improved on, on the previous know, one. Good. It was just the new cinematography and everything they mm -hmm. could pull off with these new cameras. And I feel like we've learned how to film better to, to have our minds more interested in something. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like filming stuff they wouldn't think to film, right? Mm -hmm. Like when they show that first scene on the deck of the the carrier they're showing planes taking off in the first top gun mm -hmm. now they're showing us that that guy that sits on the deck and the top sticks up so he can watch the planes take off and make sure they don't have problems and all that other mm -hmm. stuff like they wouldn't think to put that in before but people are interested mm -hmm. and you know so they're showing us these things that we don't get to see well also one of the things that was pretty cool is they talked about um what's that company that has the skunk uh skunk works yeah. oh that's um lockheed martin yeah lockheed martin yeah. i mean shout out to them they made the sr7 or they made the sr71 now coming out with the sr72 yeah that's a theory well they're saying that and they, they they said that that was close to what they made in the movie, but obviously that was that was different. Well, the it movie was just, just trying to be it fun. It was sort fast, of a, yeah. a design, and something that's interesting about that them making that plane for the movie, they actually, China actually saw that movie and thought that was a real plane. And they had their whole... They had their whole site, like intel people trying to, trying to find this plane. Yeah, find it where it's at, learn stuff that. about it, and they're on their they're on their their satellites trying to watch this plane, and they're spending hundred mm -hmm. hundred millions of dollars trying to track down this plane, and it's it's a movie problem. Yeah, it's not even real. You know, that's crazy. That's how good these movies are. Mm -hmm. They're making movies so good that they're tricking foreign governments into thinking we have these advanced planes mm -hmm. when it's just. It's just a movie. Well, what's crazy for me to think about is like if you look at even in the old Top Gun, the, the original Top Gun, those planes could fly and land right off of this aircraft carrier that's out in the middle of the ocean, right? Yeah. When China first came out with their first aircraft carrier, it had a ramp. I think they still do. I and it's I not, think it's slight, but I don't I think, think it's, it's still there. I mean, I don't think it could ever leave the bay. It wasn't operational in the sense that it could leave the bay. It was docked and ported, and they had all these flags over all of it. Um, showing at how amazing it was, and and they couldn't even bring it out of the bay. They couldn't yeah. bring it out because it didn't move. Yeah, and it's it's so funny to look at. I got a picture of it right here. I mean, it's just anybody trying to create this new technology. We we don't know how to work it yet, and we're we can have like like big problems like nuclear energy meltdowns and stuff. Mm -hmm. Not not knowing exactly how to control it. We're getting better now. I don't know when the last nuclear meltdown was, but in the 80s, it, it seemed pretty common. So we're kind of 
So apparently it looks like it did end up making its way out there. It's a nuclear one now. But this is the way it looked. Right here. It was sitting in the bay for the longest time. Had a giant ramp in the front. And they couldn't even figure out how to land back on it. Yeah. And this is what they had. This was it right here. That's six tugboats pushing, pushing. this thing out into try to get it into the water. Mm-hmm. So... And yeah, I mean, just movies are getting so good now. It's have you like, s- have you seen the sec- guy the Sky Cruise? No. <laughs> I gotta show you this. So one of the things that uh, that people are trying to talk about on the internet is they're creating the Sky Cruise. So you've been on a cruise before, right? Oh wait, I think I have seen this. Yes, a, a large plane. It's a that- plane that literally has like thirty engines on it. That's nuclear powered. Yeah, it's going to stay up there for weeks, months. I think it was like gonna, seven weeks or something you're gonna like that. You're going to stay up on a cruise. In, look at this fucking thing. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, I mean, look at that's That's a cruise ship in, in the air. And it says that planes literally, watch, there should be a picture of it. So that's it next to Boeing's. Yeah, like a 747? Yeah. Look at that. I'm pre- that's an Airbus. That's mm-hmm. a double-decker Airbus. Yeah. Right? And so look at this. Planes will dock. Unload on the, the people, the people in there. and then they'll just fly away. Wow. Yeah. What? This doesn't even make sense. How do, and would you trust that? Your own personal opinion. Like, I would I mean, never do the first time They say planes are the, the safest way of traveling, so... Good point. But you're telling me that's safer than a cruise ship? Look at all the problems we have with cruise ships in the past few years. Yeah, well, they that's all been, COVID, though. They haven't been very safe. No, yeah. tipping over. I didn't hear any of them tipping over. Yeah. Really? I mean, there's problems with them. But yeah, I mean, it's just like movies are getting so good and mm-hmm. TV shows. We have, we have a ton we like. I know you were talking about some into this, into Cosmos and other mm-hmm. ones that are informational. But like, I mean, we got Stranger Things. That that's, was great. That's a really good show. I haven't finished it, so don't you freaking spoil it. Yeah, no, I got you, you got to finish it. The, the last yeah. episode was um, a lot happened in the last mm-hmm. one. But um, I think I, I, I used to be a big movie guy. And I think I'm transferring to TV shows. Just they're getting so good. The amount you can find for free, I feel like, mm-hmm. versus movies, there's not as many. And like the TV shows, you can just keep watching longer and longer. So I think movies are kind of. I, I still love them, but TV shows are kind of taking over with these apps that they have now, and like Netflix and Hulu and all them. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many to choose from. Well, back to what you were saying before about, um, and I hate to keep looping back, but. When we were talking before about noticing the biggest difference in price, right? Yeah. Like, did we notice difference? I mean, think about it now. We pay six, seven bucks a month. We get unlimited amount of shows yeah. on all these different streaming services. Mm-hmm. But before, you had to go to Family Video, Blockbuster, Blockbuster yeah. all these other places just to buy or rent a movie, yeah. right? And, and so, how much did that cost? Yeah. You know, you wanted to watch a movie. You got, like, you know, you had to go rent one VCR or whatever it was given to you on a DVD, I don't even know if they had DVDs, what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then you had to go give it back, like a library. Yeah, it was like, yeah, just renting. Mm-hmm. Put your name on it for, <laughs> for, for a week. Yeah. Yeah, and then Two paid. I mean, One night. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are definitely, it's definitely weird to think about that we are growing up in the generation that doesn't know what it's like before technology. It's just so easy for us. Mm-hmm. That's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about that we can sit there and be able to grow up not knowing what our parents had to go through 
Because, yeah. I mean, when they were bored, what did they do? They went and rode bikes. Went Flicked the, the little woods. thing behind the door. Yeah. I mean, Boom. they were just bored, right? Yeah. And I think, like, I think now, don't get me wrong, I think there's a lot of problems that came with the internet, right? People had oh, to yeah. see, and one of my favorite um, country artists is Sam Hunt. And one of the th- songs he has is Breaking Up in the 90s. Yeah. Right? Great song. Yep. And it talks about how he wishes that he was, it was probably so much easier breaking up in the 90s because there wasn't a way that you could see what she was doing or, yeah. well, you're in the women. You could see what she was doing or what he was doing. And, and you know, you could actually, like, just wonder, oh, maybe I missed her phone call and she couldn't think about it when, or she didn't know what to say so she didn't leave a message is one of his lines. And I think about, like, you know, I'm, I have a great relationship now, but if I didn't, and I had an ex, I would constantly be wondering what she's doing. And if I could constantly see what they were doing, I think it would drive me nuts. Yeah. And just, just like all the like being slanderous too, like people putting mm-hmm. stuff out there and trying to ruin your life with the internet. And, mm-hmm. and we see a lot of this now, just mm-hmm. people's lives getting destroyed because of one video that was posted about them that's taken out of context or just mm-hmm. someone purposely trying to ruin their life. So yeah, I think times are really changing. And it, well, I, again, and it's sad because, you know, I wish, I wish in some ways we knew what it was like before, but it's not like I would change it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm happy. I'm confident enough with my life. I, I wouldn't change it, you know? And that's one of the things is, is it, and especially with COVID, me and my girlfriend were talking about this, how we couldn't imagine meeting other people. Yeah, like, how like, did you do it? Like, and, and so, like, now that we're not in school, we're doing online school for the most part. I mean, like, it's got to be hard. I can I can only yeah. feel for you because, like, to try to meet people seems so difficult now. Because in high yeah. school, you know, you're constantly around people. We went to an all-boys school, but, you know, when you're constantly around people all day, you meet people through friends and all that. But it's got to be so different. Yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine trying to find somebody else. Yeah. I mean, times are definitely changing and that's what we're seeing. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy to me. Um, and, and how, you know, and there's definitely people out there that are meeting and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, people are obviously meeting people. It's finally starting to pick back up now. Yeah. We're starting it, to see that, but I mean, it's coming back a little bit. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? So now I feel like the biggest debate can, is going to be is what side of the politics were you on during COVID, right? Were you the one of those people who well, agreed? Well, it's going to cause problems at mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and Christmas. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Oh, I don't, I can't be around your family or, or this or that. Yeah. And it's going to, it's, I think it's going to cause a lot of problems that people didn't have to deal with before. Yeah. So, so, and there's a lot of, a lot of great things. Um, we've been talking for almost 40 minutes now, um, since we had to take a pause, but, uh, did you want to wrap this up? Or you want to keep going? Yeah, I think, uh, we ended off a good point. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. I'm not going to do that every time, but since it's our first podcast, I do want to say thank you. Um, I hope you enjoyed, and if there's any other topics, please let us know. Yeah, we don't know when we'll be back next, but... We're going to hopefully do soon. Hopefully once a week, maybe. Yep. So. All right, thank you. Okay, good stuff.